I look at that now as that's just a way of, you know, us trying to project to other people that we're more successful or, or, you know, than we are. So I call that, you know, fancy cars when you're living on a, you know, middle class income, you know, it's all about status and aesthetic. You're listening to the Meaningful Work, Meaningful Life podcast with award-winning digital strategist, author, speaker, and personal branding expert, Francine Bellaghi. Francine is on a mission to help purpose-driven entrepreneurs to position themselves as an authority in their industry, attract their ideal clients, and impact millions of people globally. Looking to redefine the life you want to live and your best life now? Welcome to the Meaningful Work, Meaningful Life podcast. The place to be to hear inspirational stories of thought leaders, entrepreneurs, and Francine herself with practical strategies to get more meaning in your work and in your life. Make the money you deserve and lead a movement to change the world. Welcome to the Meaningful Work, Meaningful Life podcast. I am your host, Francine Belley. We are continuing the season seven of the show where we are focusing on uncovering the money mindset and habits that prevents us from achieving what we want in life and how we can create new empowering habits. Well, today I have the great pleasure to have on the show, Dishina Woodard. She is a personal finance blogger, debt freedom coach, life coach, and speaker. Hi, Dishina. Welcome to the Meaningful Work, Meaningful Life podcast. Hi, Francine. Hi, it's so nice to be here. Thanks for having me. That is my pleasure. Tell us in your own words what you currently do. Okay, well, my name is Tashina Woodard, and I'm the founder of a website called Extravagantly Broke. Um, it's, a, it's like a money mindset blog where I try to empower women to crush debt and pursue their passions. That's also why I became a, a certified life coach, because I know that money problems don't just start and end with money. You know, they can kind of bleed into other areas of your life, you know, your relationships, your, uh, your job performance, and even with me, even my self-confidence. So, you know, I just wanted to kind of empower women to kind of, you know, understand more about, you know, their spending habits so that they can take charge of their finances because I've been there and, you know, I know that struggle. So uh, I'm a blogger, um, speaker, personal finance coach and uh, a certified life coach and who specializes in debt freedom. I, my specialty is debt freedom because uh, in America, especially, you know, debt is like an accepted, you know, practice. It's, it's like, you know, a rite of passage almost <laughs> as to be an adult. So, uh, you know, so, but I wanted to teach people that there's a different way. Mm, yes, I get that. Yes, I know that that uh, is, uh, yes, uh, you know, the, the illness of uh, most, um, you know, developed countries, I'll say. Mm -hmm. um, and yes, so people get into that spiral and then actually end up um, not knowing how to get out of it. So yes, yeah, so I'll, we're going to uh, delve a little bit more how you help people actually out of debt in, uh, in a moment. Before we do that, tell me what's your purpose in life? Uh, well, my purpose is mostly to, you know, like I said, kind of empower women. You know, I wanted to, you know, show them that, you know, 
there's more to life than 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 just debt and material things you know we need to you know value ourselves and look out for our future and to you know growing up i didn't have any examples of you know i came from like a working class background you know all my parents did they went to work and you know they paid bills and sometimes they had enough money and sometimes they didn't so it's like you know it's just like this vicious cycle where, you know, it's like we're supposed to just go to work so we can pay bills. But my purpose is to show that there is a different way. That That's not how we have to live. We can make a choice to live a comfortable life versus an extravagant one and just, you know, be, be ourselves and be happy. Because when I was in debt, I was not happy. I had stuff, but I wasn't happy. So that's wonderful. Um, so what would you say is one thing that people don't know about you, Sheena? Uh, well, I think people don't know that I'm very creative. I don't know if they know that. <laughs> I mean, I have like this really quirky personality and I like to think really outside of the box. You know, when I'm around people, I kind of you know, maybe my really close friends know, but I kind of try to hone it in so that I can, you know, be more presentable in public and not so out there. But, you know, I'm, I'm pretty quirky and sometimes I, I say things that are just kind of like out of the box, but in a fun way. It's always meant in, in fun and good humor. I never, you know, do say anything insulting, but I'm just kind of, I just got a kind of quirky personality. And I don't, I don't know if people know that about me. I'm sure that they might have spotted that, even if they think they don't know. <laughs> you may want to ask them if they know about that. <laughs> Maybe I should, because I, I wonder. Like, do they know that I'm just a, a silly like that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dashina, yeah. yes. You said earlier that, you know, you come from um, a working background and you have not learned about money growing up. And, uh, you know, how did you find yourself in debt? Then uh, you, I know that you found yourself in debt with no saving and no clue how to, you know, manage money at all. How, how did you find yourself in this uh, position in the first place? Okay, so like, yeah, like I said, growing up, you know, I didn't, all of my parents, all I saw my parents do was work and, and pay bills. Maybe you had enough, maybe you didn't. But there were no role models to show me any, you know, they didn't even know about savings and investing. They can't, and I guess they can't teach what they don't know because they didn't learn that. So, you know, they didn't pass that on to me. And the only thing that I learned basically in school was that if you want to do better, you have to go to school, go to college, get an education so that you can get a good job and make more money. But then uh, once you get the money, what do you do with it? Nobody tells you that. It's like, so you're, you're suddenly sprung into adulthood and you, you've got this career, but now what? It's like, so you just do what everybody else does. You know, you get the house, you know, not a fancy house, fancy car, you know, have a kid, you know, put the kid in activities, you know, live, uh, you know, everything is bigger than what you, you, you probably should have, you know, we get what we want, not what we need. And so it's like, everybody wants the biggest house and the fanciest car. And, or at least that's how it is in America. You know, everything's all big, go big or go home. So it's like, uh, you know, and, and then you find yourself, you know, years later <clears throat> struggling with, with debt. I mean, and it was affecting me, uh, you know, on a psychological basis and a physical basis because 
I would actually, every time I get to the point where I was in so much debt and so stressed out by it that I was having, you know, every time I sat to pay my bills, I would start getting this uh, churning in my stomach, my heart would pound, and then my hands would tremble. I could visibly see my hand trembling because I was just stressed out. And, that, and that's when I knew, I'm like, this, this is not right. You know, it's, it's just, this is no way to live. And, and, and I just knew I had to change that. But yeah, growing up, I didn't, um, I didn't learn anything, never taught about it. And so I had to figure out things on my own. Every, as I got, as I got into debt, you know, and saw that it wasn't working, then I had to, you know, make the mental shift to change because everything starts with the mind. You know, if we just keep perceiving uh, how we should live versus actually, you know, focusing on what's, what's good and what's comfortable, then, you know, that can put you into a, a, a lot of debt or, or, you know, a lot of stress like I was in. Yeah. So I had to, you know, make a mindset shift that it was time to do something different. Mm, mm, mm. So what was that typical or, you know, precise moment when, you know, you decide that enough was enough? Was there any particular instance that, you know, made you really realize that I have to make a shift now? Oh, definitely. <laughs> uh, that came when, okay, so uh, like I said, and uh, here we do things pretty big, and especially in, in, in the part in Texas where I'm from. But um, my husband, you know, we had the nice car, we had the baby, you know, we're living fairly okay, you know, we're nothing's, all of our bills are being paid. Uh, and then my husband decides we needed a, it was time for us to get a, a luxury car. We had two paid for vehicles, but he wanted the luxury car. Um, so he wants the big S class Mercedes because he doesn't do anything small. It's gotta be big. And it, because that's more, more status. I, I look at that now as that's just a way of, you know, us trying to project to other people that we're more successful or, or, you know, than we are. So I call that you know, fancy cars when you're living on a, you know, middle-class income, you know, it's all about status and aesthetics. Mm -hmm. So uh, he wanted the fancy car. So, and we never had that experience because growing up, we both grew up in working class families. So I guess it made us seem like we had arrived or something, if we could have something like that. So we get it. And then um, we're paying this huge car note. We signed our life away for 60 months in, uh, to pay this ginormous car note of 850 us dollars a month and then when uh, maybe about 300 uh three and a half years into it a major we had a major mechanical function a malfunction with the car that was going to cost upwards of uh three thousand american dollars and it's like while we're st still paying this huge car note. And so my husband looked around to see if he could find some place that could do it at a more affordable price. He found a, rep a reputable dealer. And even still, they wanted to charge only about half that, maybe 1700 you know, American dollars. And that was just outrageous. You know, I'm already, you know, behind on my bills or just barely making ends meet. We're already struggling to pay this big car note. And then we got to come up with this huge... Uh, repair bill for a malfunction on a car that we're already paying notes on so that's it that that was when i was through i'm like okay this is stupid you know why am i living like this you know why am i just working so hard just to give my money away for all these material um things just to show other people or to 
be perceived a certain way. So that, that was the aha moment for me. And then uh, what did your husband say? And um, so what happened then? And then you just gave up the car and then. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no, no, no. We were too deep in at that point. We, we, we fit, we, no, the car wasn't going anywhere. It's like we had roughly a year, a year to go. We, we just had to muscle and sweat through it for that year. But once that was over, my lesson learned was, you know, that we're not going to work so hard to give our money away to other people for things like fancy cars. We didn't even need that car, that car. We needed a car, but we didn't need that car. And so we, at that point, that's when he realized he, he was on board. I mean, actually, I think he brought it to me first. He was like, you know, um, yeah, we're not gonna do that anymore. <laughs> you know, this is, this is silly. We're not going to just waste our money like that. And Amer that's what keeps Americans so deep in debt, you know, trying to, project this image or trying to live above our means. And so, you know, he had that same mindset shift where, no, we weren't doing that anymore. If you are a purpose-driven entrepreneur, you've got big ideas and great vision, but your business perhaps doesn't reflect that, which means that you are putting all this work, your heart and soul into it, but you are not really seeing the return because nobody really knows who you are. You are not visible to those that matter the most. It doesn't have to be that way. If you are tired to live a life with no impact and are looking to position yourself as an authority in your field, attract your ideal client and impact thousands globally, book a complimentary 30-minute mini-brand audit session with me today at francinebelli.com slash audit. That's F-R-A-N-C-I-N-E. B-E-L-E-Y-I dot com slash audit. This 30-minute call can radically change the way you see your brand and how others see it as well. I only have a handful of these free mini sessions each week, so book your complimentary session today at francinebelli.com slash audit. And uh, how did you finally, what, what, you know, and then after the discussion, how was, what was the practical step you, you took to just really get out of that, you know, mentality and, you know, take different actions? Yeah, well, I, I, I basically kind of did what I would, I would call like, uh, you know, just, it was just it was just about the thoughts, you know, just kind of observing what was going on and seeing that this life, the things that we were doing weren't working. So I had to try to, you know, first, the first thing I did, I took I, the way I look at it now is like the word debt, you know, it, it no, normally has a negative connotation, but I kind of twisted that word debt on its ear and, and tried to turn it into something positive. So this is like kind of like a framework or a model that anybody could probably use just with the letters of the word debt. So basically what we did was we had to decide to change because like I said, transformation always begins with the mind. So if you just keep doing what you're doing, then you'll keep getting what you're getting. So we had to make that first we had to decide to change and do something different. You know, I didn't like being broke anymore. I didn't like giving my money away. So I decided I wasn't going to do that anymore. I'm not going to just keep giving my money away and buying and buying and buying, because, you know, stuck in like this consumerist sort of mode where you're just always trying to, to purchase more, spend more. So I, 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 
I, I wanted to stop being broke so and stop complaining. So I just, I stopped spending. So one of the things that we started doing, the, one of the first things we did, we, we, we stopped using credit. Uh, because credit is an illusion. It, it lulls you into this false sense of thinking that you can afford something that you actually cannot afford. So we, so that's one of the things we did. We decided to change. Then, you know, I had did to kind of- Did you give away all your credit cards? <laughs> well, we didn't give them away, but we did just kind of, we just put a freeze on it. We just kind of stopped using them altogether. And uh, because, you know, the way American society is set up is like, you kind of have to, everything wants you to use credit, to book yeah. a hotel room, to get a car rental, yeah. anything. They want you to, you know, put something on file or charge you more if you, if you don't do, uh, if you don't put credit. So mm -hmm. we, we, we keep one, but, uh, you know, we only use it, we always have to make sure we have the cash available. Yeah. And mm -hmm. see, that's what we didn't do before. Yeah. We would spend first and then try to figure out how to pay for it later. Mm -hmm. And that's never a good strategy. <laughs> so, so we, yeah, we had to decide to change. And then I had to, I didn't know anybody who was debt free because uh, like I said, growing up in working class, nobody was doing that. Nobody talked about savings or investing or not having debt. They just went to work and pay bills. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I had to start to envision more. I, I, once I started uh, tackling, I decided I was going to take, tackle my first debt. I just started paying on it. And then once I did that, I, I, I started to see clear, more clearly, I started to see a path that, hey, you know, if I keep on this track, I might be able to pay off all this debt. I initially didn't start out to be debt free because I didn't know that was a thing. I just initially started out trying, I was just fed up and I just wanted to tackle get rid of some bills. I just wanted to get them out of my life. And then I started to dream bigger. So that would be the, the E in, in the word debt is to kind of start to envision that, you know, what your life would look like if you didn't have that debt. What kind of resources uh, help you to envision? How did you, how were you able at the time really to get out of uh, when you are in that kind of mess, you know, obviously after when you get what, what, what will be, um, you know, the resources or something that help you actually to make sure that you envision, you know, you are in the state of envisioning, because when you are deep in debt, you can't envision anything really. <laughs> That's true. It's true. <laughs> well, it was, it was, you know, kind of a combination of my, my husband, his support, because he, he, the two of us together sort of decided that we, we didn't want we wanted to start paying off things. So having that uh, support from my spouse, mm -hmm. together we started to see that, you know, it, it, it might be possible for, a, even if we could only just pay off one bill, you know, that was a, that was a, a win. So that, that's where we started with that one. And then, like I said, then we started to kind of snowball as I paid off one, then I saw I could pay off another. And then I would, I would, um, not really so much. I heard of, there's this guru here uh, in uh, America called uh, Dave Ramsey. I don't know if you've heard of yes, him, but yes. I, oh, okay. <laughs> well, I, I, I've seen him on, uh, he has like this show that comes on and we would listen to that mm -hmm. and, and we would hear the mistakes that we people were making. And we knew that, oh, people are doing the same things mm -hmm. that we're doing. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, cause it kind of seems like, cause people don't talk about it. They don't talk about their finance. You're just looking on the outside. It looks like everything's going yeah. well, but then as it, as it turns out, people are actually struggling too. So mm -hmm. we would just start to hear more from, 
listening to stories on his his um, radio program, I think it was at the time, and we would see, and he would give practical tips. You know, he's more abrasive, but you know, it, it's common sense. And and then when you really just just kind of using common sense with things, just mm. so you know, just trying to think, you know, can I really afford that? Once you make that mindset shift, uh, it kind of becomes easier to get on that track of I'm not I'm not going to keep buying this once you decide that you're not going to keep buying then it becomes easier to see a path out because you can pay off one thing because you're not continually compounding on your debt yes. you, once you pay one thing off now okay i've got a little bit i've seen i've seen a little bit money more money so i can use that to kind of help pay off the next debt and the next and it just kind of snowballed mm -hmm. and and so you know you have to start with that one thing so i would say you know um you know if you can find like a, a, a podcast or a blog or something to listen to that can help show you what's possible, then that would be, that would be a great resource. But just start with one thing, one thing that you want change that you can make, you know, what, what's one thing you can tackle even in the smallest amount. And that just kind of gives you the momentum, I think, to, to push forward. Yeah, that's cool. And what about the B and T uh, okay. remaining? Yes. <laughs> now the, the B, B is then you have to start to believe it. <laughs> You have to start to believe that it's possible because like I said, I didn't know anybody who was debt free, but as it began to snowball, like I said, I didn't start out on a debt free journey. I just started off trying to get a bill out of my life. And then that led to getting another bill out of my life. Then I started to see a path to say, you know, hey, I think I can actually pay all of these off if I just keep going like I'm going, building on that momentum. And then I started to believe it. I started to believe that it was possible. And then I started looking more into blogs and the personal finance community and seeing that it was possible. There are people out there that are paying off debt and, and living debt free. So that's the B, you have to start to believe it. And then you gotta take action. Like I said, that, that first thing, just start with one thing that you can do that if, if you can cut one thing or you know, uh, you know one small change that you can make, that one small change uh, in maybe, maybe you, like we, like for us, uh, we had the luxury car and we, we struggled through that. But once that was done, we decided we weren't going to do that anymore because in America, they, they, they keep, um, trying to promote for you to every two years, we get advertisements constantly in the mail. Um, they want you to upgrade. They try to promote for you to upgrade. Hey, bring in that two-year-old vehicle and get a brand new one and we'll charge you you can pay a lower payment for 72 months you know they stretch the the length of time out but make the payment smaller and 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 you know you can drive this brand new whatever kind of thing so we decided that wasn't important to us so so you definitely want to um uh, prioritize and know what you truly value to me it became more important to see money in my bank account than it did to be seen driving uh some fancy car so if you can make one small change, maybe you don't care about luxury cars, uh, then, or, or maybe you can pay off that one credit card, you know, any small change that you can make can start to compound on itself and, and, and you can get momentum from there. Cool. So that's, so rather than, you know, actually uh, running your life, you can actually use that to run that actually one you have to decide. <laughs> 
you know, what yes. you want. So second, you have to envision that, you know, yes. that um, what you want. And then second, you have to believe that you can do it, right? Absolutely. And, uh, Absolutely. The last bit, you have to take action. I love that. Yes. I love your framework. Uh, that, that, <laughs> <laughs> that's really actionable, uh, you know, framework. And uh, so, and I know also that now you are, um, you know, I think uh, 100% debt free. Is that uh, Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. 100% debt free. That's wonderful. <laughs> and also you say that you have been so rock solid that, you know, you haven't even flinched during the entire pandemic. Can you tell me more? <laughs> yes. And, and that is amazing to me because of the fact that, like I said, I was the person who was having, my hands used to tremble when, because I was so stressed out by bills. So the fact that we have a pandemic hit I never even flinched about money. That's just how how solid I've gotten my finances. And being de being debt free uh, was a great part of that because it gives you you know that uh, that confidence, that confidence that I don't I didn't have to make calls to to creditors to ask for extensions or get forbearances on student loans or try to call, contact the mortgage company and see if they'll work with me. You know because I didn't have that debt. So that took a lot of stress off. We were even able to still get a, a major floor remodeling project done during May, during, as soon as they started releasing some of the restrictions in our area. Uh, we, we, had, we got the guy out here, the guy out here, and he completely did our, redid our downstairs flooring. And this is during a pandemic, never touched savings, never touched an emergency fund. I now am able to budget my, it was already built into our budget. So we had already planned for it. So I didn't have to even flinch. And, and, and this is a person who was, you know, trembling hands <laughs> at one point in time because yeah. I was so stressed what, out. <laughs> what an amazing, amazing story. Yes, from trembling hands to building, renovating during <laughs> pandemic. I know, right? That's crazy. <laughs> When it should have been the time for you to tremble, you are now renovating and doing awesome things. That's awesome. Exactly. All this because you took control of your debt and make sure yes. that, uh, what are, would you say was the other strategy also that make you make sure that you have this kind of rock solid uh, finances right now? Outside of getting rid of the debt, what other strategies that you have used? Um, Saving definitely, you, we it's so important to to build an emergency fund. I mean, you want. I mean, they definitely recommend uh, having at least a minimum of three to six months. And as you can see, this pandemic has gone on for longer than six months. So the more, the better. Um, my husband and I, we wanted to make sure we had at least a year, 12 months worth of savings. And we've exceeded that. But, you know, it, it's just uh, making sure that you, you definitely have something, even if it's just that little buffer, that three months, six months, whatever you can do. But say, you know, a lot of times we don't prioritize ourselves. We prioritize stuff. So pay yourself first. That, that, that became one of our models. We had to pay ourselves first, um, even, whatever you can, you know. And I know, because like I said, I've been there where you, you don't have money and it's hard to see a path um, to out of where, from where you are. But, um, you know, even in its smallest amount, even if you can just save $10 a paycheck, I mean, anybody could probably save 10, you probably spent $10 on, on, 
fast food in a week, you know? So if, if even if you can start somewhere, because that develops that muscle, then we got it, because then you get into this saving habit where it's like every, every payday, I'm going to take out something. So paying ourselves first was definitely part of our strategy. Um, tackling one debt at a time, whatever we could, making whatever cuts we can, you know, and tracking is very important too. Me, I'm a pen and paper girl. I write it down, pen and paper. When I can see it written down, then it, I have more of a connection to it. You know, there are lots of saving apps and budgeting apps and things like that. And that's fine if, and spreadsheets, but me, pen and paper works. I write it down, listing my expenses and then decided telling my money where I wanted to go. I had, we had to be very intentional uh, about just deciding what, we got, what we're going to pay and where we're going to send our money versus just getting paid and it just starts disappearing before we even realize what happened to it. So um, I, I would say uh, those are some of the strategies that we definitely use. Yeah, I know this uh, pay yourself first is um, actually not even thought usually, you know, you pay mm -hmm. everybody else's mm -hmm. and then you don't, uh, you forget about yourself. And then yes. when hardship come and you mm -hmm. have paid everybody else and then you yes. don't have anything. Are you feeling like you are all over the place and lack direction in your life, in your career or in your business and aren't sure what you should be doing next? You need to take the five day to discover your passion challenge to reset your priorities and reignite your life as I guide you over the five days to discover what truly lights you up so you can start living urgently doing what you truly love. You can access it right now at francibeli.com slash passion challenge. That's F-R-A-N-C-I-N-E-B-E-L-E-Y-I.com slash passion challenge. So what would you say is the number one habit that people need to take today if they want to start to be good with money in general? Well, I think the number one thing is tracking. Tracking, uh, tr like I said, I'm a pen and paper girl. List it out. I, from, I've talked to so many coaches uh, financial coaches and and the, like the number one thing that people don't do is they won't track they just you know they won't they just I, I, I'm still trying to understand the psychology behind that thinking about it myself I think uh, from my own perspective when I wasn't tracking it was probably because it, it seemed like too much effort yeah. And, and, and budgeting in general, I think a lot of people feel like, and, and you have to be consistent with it. So, and that's just too much effort. So, but, but that was one of the key things that really helped us uh, to get on track is just by knowing what, what, what we have and where our money should be going. So just the number one thing people do, just write it down, just start looking. Cause then you can see oh my God, I'm spending $1,200 a month on groceries for a family of four. You know, do we really need that much? And then maybe that's when you can start kind of making some cuts. You can say, well, maybe let's try $900 this, this month and see if that, if we can live on that. And if we can, then maybe we can get it down to 750, you know, but you have to track it first before you can even know what, where your money's going and where you can start making those little cuts. So I think that's the number one people thing that people can start doing, just tracking. 
yeah, yeah. I love that. I love the tracking and tracking, you know, somebody say you can't measure something that if you don't track really. And mm -hmm. um, so I think that, you know, it, it's not something that normally people do and we are not really taught to track things right, and right, obviously, right. you know, spending is much more fun than tracking. So. Yeah, true, true. <laughs> but, you but know, all, we also know that rich people do track a lot what they are doing. So, uh, and I definitely think that tracking is one of the one of fantastic way that you know we start to look because when you track you know that you don't have so then you can't spend what you don't have so but yeah. if you're not tracking you may not know that you don't have and then you keep spending so i think that is fabulous so tell me now um what is um you know what can we do um today to live a rich life regardless how much money that we are making prioritize that is the number one thing you can do prioritize what means the most to you? Because like I said, when, when you really think about what, what, do, where do you see yourself in, in five years? You know, when you really think about your, your, your family and your future, then, you know, you, you want to decide what matters to you the most and why that's important. Uh, because otherwise we just keep spending and, and, and not really preparing for our future. So I think the number one thing people need to do is just prioritize what matters to you the most. And then, and, and, and you can go from there. I love that. Prioritize what matters to you the most. I love, mm -hmm. I love, love that. So now let's go through a lightning round. Uh, so I'll uh -oh. ask you a quick <laughs> question and you give me a quick answer. Okay. So when you travel, Shina, do you select your flight by the cheapest flight or by the duration? Cheapest. <laughs> <laughs> so if you had a laptop and $100 to start making money today, what would you do? If I had a hundred dollars to start making money today? Yes, and a laptop. Oh, and a laptop. Oh, um, I think I would probably do just what I'm doing, have my blog so that I can uh, reach other people, you know, just pay for my blog because I, I like that I'm able to spread the message uh, to other people that, you know, debt freedom is possible. So I think that's what I do. And how are you going to make money out of it, of the blog? Well, by seeing what people need and then, you know, creating products that, you know, they can, affordable products that they can use to help better their life, to help them live, you know, a more comfortable life without an extravagant one. Um, and and I also am a life coach and, and specialize in debt freedom. So I offer my services as well uh, through my blog so that I can make money. That's wonderful. Cool. Um, so uh, now uh, what is uh, financial freedom for you? Financial freedom is being able to be comfortable and secure in my finances uh, and being able to have options when you're in debt. Um, you're trapped. You don't have options. A friend uh, asked me to go uh, to a convention with her, uh, which was previously years back. I, I wouldn't have been, I would have either had to charge it or I wouldn't have had the money to go. But just being debt free gives me the financial freedom that I need to, to, to decide. Yes, I can go. So it, it's having that security of knowing that I'm going to be okay even during a pandemic 
as well as having the, uh, the freedom to decide if I want to spend the money to go somewhere without having to go into debt to do it. Mm. And so that's what it means to me. That's, that's wonderful, being able to have options. That's uh, wonderful yes. to be able yes. to have options and don't <laughs> yes. have to, you know, uh, sell your, your soul to the devil or, you know, just uh, spin it on uh, another credit card. <laughs> true, <laughs> true. To what you want to do. That's fantastic. So what is your definition of meaningful work and meaningful life? Meaningful work, I think, is um, being able to serve and help other people. I think that is, you know, that, that, that you, you can find real purpose in that. You know, when I, a couple of clients that I've coached, it's been so rewarding because they didn't see a path uh, forward. Just like you said, uh, one of them even told me that, you know, just even catching up on her bills seemed, and, and not being behind, just seemed unattainable. So being able to take her from feeling like things were hopeless and unattainable to excited. And, and she can't even, you know, she, she, it's, it's so much fun for her now working her budget and, and, and having and seeing money in her bank account. That's that, 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 that meant a lot to me. I think that's meaningful work, being able to serve and help other people and a meaningful life, pretty much the same thing, you know, just being able to serve and, 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 I would say, and, and, and being happy and, and having the thing, you know, having options and the freedom to do, live your life your way without being stuck. I, I would say that that's a meaningful life to me. Yeah, yeah. Meaningful work and meaningful life, usually when you are really doing what you love, is almost kind of a collapse, really, because it just means the same, because you are actually doing what you love. And, uh, exactly. And, uh, you know, <laughs> it's uh, becoming a lot of your lives. That, that's, you know, definitely, you know, um, um, you know, go together, actually. This is why this podcast is called Meaningful Work, Meaningful Life podcast. So, uh, yes. wonderful. So, Dishina, do you have a last piece of guidance for allow our listeners for, you know, to do, to have, or to really live this uh, meaningful life? Yeah, I, I just want people to know, you know, uh, that, you know, especially women, that you can, you know, kind of live a comfortable life without uh, being stressed by debt. You know, credit cards aren't the answer. You know, debt freedom gives you options. You know, you don't have to be even stuck in a career that you don't like. You know, some people are stuck in their job because they have bills and they can't move forward. You know, maybe they want to start a business. Maybe they, they want to pursue something different, but they're afraid because they know that they have all of these financial obligations. So just you know, just being able to let people know that, you know, you, you can't overcome, you know, you're not the sum of your mistakes, you know, you can overcome whatever, you know, obstacles are in your path and you can enjoy a comfortable life while being debt free. Yeah, I love that. You're not the sum of your mistakes. <laughs> I love that one. So thank you so much, Dishina. How can you share some resources perhaps that you have that some listeners should absolutely know about to live their best life now? Uh, well, I would say, you know, definitely uh, check out um, for, you know, check out blogs and podcasts that uh, regarding Find other people who are doing what you want to do and try to follow those people. Uh, that's always great. Personally, I do offer, you know, financial uh, 
debt freedom coaching or even just getting a solid financial foundation i i offer that service as well and i do i give like a free 30-minute consultation just to see where you are and, and and even if i'm able to work with you or if we're a good fit because it, but the main thing is you know just being consistent and you know finding something that works and and, and being consistent i would say mm, that's wonderful so how can listeners uh uh, find you if they want to get in touch with you. Uh, they can find me at my website, which is extravagantlybroke.com. Uh, I'm also on Instagram at my name. It's at Deshena, D-E-S-H-E-N-A-W-O-O-D-A-R-D, Deshena Woodard. And I'm on uh, Facebook at extravagantlybroke.com. That's wonderful. That is wonderful, Dishina. Thank you so much for your time. It was really a great pleasure to have you on the show and share your wisdom to, with our listeners. Thank you, Francine. It was a pleasure to be here. Thank you for listening to this episode. The show notes of this episode of the Meaningful Work, Meaningful Life are available on my webpage, francinebelly.com slash podcast. That's F-R-A-N-C-I-N-E-B-E-L-E-Y-I.com slash podcast with all the references shared on this show and other relevant resources as well. If you enjoy this podcast and want to show your love and support, Share it with your friends and colleagues on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, wherever you hang out, because this will encourage me to keep bringing you an awesome show. So, and make sure that you subscribe to the Meaningful Work, Meaningful Life podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, all the app where you are listening to this podcast. So you don't miss any episode and leave me a five-star review as well, because that will mean that a lot of other people can see this show and it will help me spread this message to many, many more people. So I will see you next week for another episode of the season seven. Until then, dream, act and make an impact. Lots of love.